Welcome to Saint Cast Different Day Podcast. Yay, we're here. We're here. Wait for Martell to saying hi, Tina. Welcome. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I guess. Uh, welcome to Saint Cast Different Day Podcast. We're waiting for Martell to get his little uh, what setup going. Right apparently, what are you talking about? I'm right here. There he is. Oh, your internet is really delayed. <laughs> That's what you call delayed internet. So, how was everybody holiday weekend? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Eh, it was blah. I, I spent the last. Blah. I, I mean, because you know, I did. I went over to the house. That part was fun oh. until some badass kids oh. showed up. But um. Oh. <laughs> but then, you know, and then Monday. Uh, somebody was supposed to be cooking, but then it turned into me cooking. So then I was pooped after the cooking was done, and so I had slept for like two, two or three hours. And then I watched Sonic Two, and then I watched The Lost City, and then I talked to Tina, and then went to sleep. <laughs> nice, very nice. And then I also I did watch Sonic. Yay! Crystal mm-hmm. didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Looks and like. Then, I spent Saturday um, in my underwear playing 2K. And that was my weekend. Gotcha. Crystal, you did what you do, old lady stuff? No, I went camping. Camping? I went camping, yeah. Yeah, stuff you do actually when you leave your city, leave your area, leave all your troubles behind, all the the BS. (laughs) Just go away to somewhere and just stay away from all the trouble. That that's, that's all. That's what alcohol is for to get away from trouble. No, no, <laughs> just get away completely from life. Just get away, go away, go I somewhere. Mean, that's what for to get away from trouble. I'm just saying in my personal opinion. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said. Let's head into Hot Topics. Christmas. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, R&B legend Anita Baker gets back control of her masters. If you don't remember, I believe... uh, it was in early 2021, early 2020, when she was telling the people to start streaming her music because she was trying to get her masters back. And if you don't know what masters are, that's the like the master recordings of her music, which is our which is put on streaming services and stuff. So now she's able to control it and negotiate how much money she get per stream and everything and so on. And she gave a special shout out to Chance the Rapper, who I guess helped her regain her masters back for her music. So shout out to Chance the Rapper. Good job. Way to go. Okay. So, Chance the Rapper from the reality TV series? I just know the actual rapper, the Chance the Rapper. Yeah, he's, he's from Chicago. That's the one I believe yeah. he's Yeah, the guy that's from Chicago. Okay. He's coming here for all the Bucks games and stuff last year when we want to play the championship. Oh. So. I should pay attention sometimes. <laughs> so. <sighs> 
So we got some. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm gonna say that for the end of top topics. So, uh, reality TV star Chris Todd Crisley. Now, for the life of me, I just do not understand how this man. I'm sorry, he gay. I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't know. Everybody, see, there are people keep saying that he's not. And the man is gay. When you watch his TV show, Crisley knows best. You look at him first, they say, we ask, who is this gay man? Like, come on now. And anyway, so Todd Crisley, former business partner, alleged, uh, alleged that the reality star cheated on his wife, Julie Crisley, with him. And um, and then they had to pay off a blackmailer who was a basically will go put their business out there. So they had to go and pay out a pay out a back blackmailer. Uh, a total of nine thousand five hundred dollars uh, for uh, four payments of nine thousand five hundred dollars, totaling thirty eight thousand dollars. That's an odd number. I know, right? Yeah, usually it's kind of like a straight even. I know. So I'm sitting up here like, so does this prove, or can we take this person work? Because ain't no, it, to me, ain't no way that Ty Crisley is is is, is bona fide heterosexual. Like when you watch this show. There's like there's no reason you'll look at this man and be like, yeah, he's straight. <laughs> I, I just need for Todd Crisley to come out the closet. <laughs> My personal opinion. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Thank you for joining in with us. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Um, so RB singer Tank says that R. Kelly is the king of RB. Wait, why was that? Why did you pause like that? Who, me? Yes, your pause. I don't know. I was like, what was that? <laughs> oh, you talking about the sound. Oh, I'm yeah. Thinking, I'm thinking you reacted to the R. Kelly thing like, oh. No, no, what you said? You said, Tank said, what about R. Kelly? That R. Kelly is the king of R&B. I mean... He has some good music. I'm not gonna say he's the king of R&B. So who would you say is the king of R&B? Do we need to do a tournament to determine the king of R&B on this season? Oh, jeez. So I, I, thought, I thought R. Kelly was. Wait, wait. What? What about? Um... Some people would say Luther Vandross. Some people would say Ronald yeah, Isley. But, yeah. What, 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 what is James Brown supposed to be the king of? Yeah, he, he's the king of. Um, uh, I want to say that, I want to say the king of rock, but he wasn't really rock because I can't. You can't consider him R and B. So I don't. I don't know. What, was he more like soul kind of music? Oh yeah, he was the king of soul. Why we don't know? Right, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I know that's why watching this like the idiots. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe we should do a tournament on on that. So, yeah. I agree. This so whole... who is it gonna be though? So we got R. Kelly, right? I mean, what's his name? Jacquees? Jacquees? You better not. You better not. Hey, hey, better... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. To be honest, I never heard any of that guy music. So I don't even know what song he has made. Wait, we talking about Jaquan? No, 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 not Jaquan. He a rapper, I think. Jaquan, yeah, Jaquan is a rapper. If I'm not mistaken, he made that song. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Okay, That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who. We have to do that tournament. 
uh, Jamie, if you're still watching, let us know who you think the king of R&B is. So, uh, y'all, this whole Monique and D.L. Hughley uh, story is quite funny. Hmm. If y'all don't know, this is what D.L. Hughley and Monique is, for y'all who don't know, because some of y'all might be new to the world. <laughs> so, so D.L., uh, wait, 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 whoa, hold, hold the hell on. Okay, okay, first, first I'm going to play a video. It is a 10-minute video. And then I'm going to get into the rest of the story for y'all, okay? So I'm going to play this video for y'all so that I can get this thing working. Because y'all know technology don't always necessarily work for me all the time. <laughs> so here we go. fucking fool right now, baby. When I tell you my heart is goddamn racing because I'm so proud, I'm so honored to be standing in front of you motherfuckers. Y'all don't even understand. I have traveled the motherfucking world. Credit to money for this deal. good yes she does uh just let y'all know this is rant this is a rant that she did going on Dio Higley about that started this whole thing Give it to God. And you know what God did? He gave it right the fuck back. 
He said, bitch, I gave you everything you need to deal with these motherfucking cones. Steve Harvey, D.L. Higley. <laughs> I gave you everything you need to deal with these motherfucking cones. I don't fuck with nobody. See, tonight, I'm going to tell y'all what the fuck is going on because y'all know one thing about me, bitch, I don't care. <laughs> That's why they ain't like me as a little girl, bitch, because I'm a towel. Bitch, I'm going to tell you out there kissing Petey on the playground, bitch. You nasty whore, we in the third grade, bitch. I'm going to tell. Ah. Pump me, bitch, but nobody saw it. I want to tell. See, I fucks with contracts. That's why niggas got a problem with me. I know, that's right. I'm the motherfucking contract. That's what the fuck it is. But they're so used to niggas fucking around with the contract and being nervous because they might lose an opportunity or a motherfucking chance. So they will redo the contract. I'm not a bitch that's gonna redo the contract. If you sign the motherfucker, that's what the motherfucker is. So tonight, see, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna break it down for you, Detroit, because I would feel less than a motherfucking woman if I didn't let y'all know what the fuck was going on on this stage right now. So if my energy is a little different, nigga, because they got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so the contract. Oh, yeah. the motherfucking contract mm. said that a bitch is the headliner. The mm. headliner. Let me say it again. The headliner. That's what the motherfucking contract says. Monique is to be the last motherfucking person on the goddamn stage. She is the headliner. That's what I signed the fuck up for. I'm 30 plus years in this motherfucking business and I don't open for no goddamn body. The contract said the headliner. The contract said the headliner. The contract said the headliner. But a nigga named Dale Hughley turned into a bitch and said I won't perform if she does that. I won't go out if she does that. Nigga, you open for the kings of comedy. I close for the queens of comedy, nigga. And you think because I don't have a dick, that ain't my position, nigga. So when I leave this motherfucker, the headliner has left. I don't fuck with nobody. I don't fuck with no motherfucking body. But when you cross the line with me, nigga, you have crossed the motherfucking line. And that bitch, nigga, has crossed the motherfucking line. See, we got a history, nigga. We got a history. That nigga went on a tour talking about all Monique wasn't. You can Google it right now. Deal, hear me on Monique. All I wasn't, what I wasn't worth, all of this bullshit. And nigga, you put your feet under my motherfucking table. So you came to my home, nigga, and you put your feet under my motherfucking table. I don't get down like that, goddammit. You got a bitch wrong. You talk about young thugs and cause of their names. Nigga, your name is D.L. What the fuck does it stand for? Oh, my goodness. That's my family, nigga. I'm home, nigga. motherfucking home, yo. I go all the way back with Coco in the motherfucking lounge in the back of the bar when they was cooking motherfucking fried fish, bitch. That's me, nigga. Okay.
Okay, so as y'all can see, Monique is is very angry over this whole not headlining whatever this show was in Detroit. <sighs> so, oof, lots of uh, words. Yeah. Oof. So, uh, who computer is going off? So. Uh, uh, Jamie, hopefully you can hear me better now. I did turn my gain up a little bit. Um, if you need me to turn my channel up, I would also do that. Um, so DL saw the video. He said, all you are, and he, this was DL Hughley's response. He says, all you have to do is check the order of the names on the ticket stub from last night, and you will see who's confused. Against my better judgment over the objections of my team, and four other occasions where I said no, I decided to take a chance and work with Monique. Oprah was a problem. Tyler Perry was a problem. Charlemagne was a problem. Steve Harvey was a problem. Lee Daniels was a problem. Netflix was a problem. Now it's my turn. At some point, uh, at some point, can't be everyone else. It's you. Lesson learned. I didn't have any person, uh, any personal against Monique. Oh, wait, my bad, y'all. Anything personal against Monique. People paid a lot of money to laugh, not to hear about your contract. Apparently, the role you play in Precious is turned out to be an autobiography. I wonder who's next. It's what D.L. Hughley's response was. What? What the hell, Tina? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And and so then, he was even bold enough to post uh, let me share this for y'all. He was he he posted the contract that he signed um, for the show, and this is currently said that Gary Drew signed that. Thank y'all. You said BET posted the contract. Uh, no, DL Hughley himself posted the contract. So this is the contract right here, and it states one hundred percent headline. He was to headline the show. This was the contract that was posted right here. And as you can see, here's the list that he has with him as the headliner. Because after Monique, it was supposed to be an intermission. Then whoever Josh Adams does the intro, then it's D.L. Hughley. Wow. So let me go back. So. Uh-oh. Do we think that Monique should win on this rant? And well, do we think this is going to hurt her career a little? More, well, It's already kind of hurting now, but. Well, Sticky Sarah casted her in the BMF second series season, right? How long ago did this happen? So this was just past, uh, I think, over the weekend or this past week. Okay, so she are. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think Fifty would drop her from that role. I really feel like her being for that, huh? They're probably too close to filming it to drop her and try to replace her. I don't think he's gonna fit. I don't. I don't think so. Fifty Cent like that type of controversy, right? Your controversy creates cash. Yes. So I don't think he's going to drop her. I feel like he brought her on because you know how over the past few years she felt like she had been snuffed out mm-hmm. with a black woman in you know comedy. Um, so 50 Cent brought her on and casted her for that very reason. So I don't think he's gonna drop her. I feel like if even more so it's gonna make people want to watch this show because she's casted, um, as um, a main character. 
Um, DL Hughley, uh, I don't really understand why he's headlining anything still, honestly. Because to be honest, uh, I don't know if it's a radio show or a podcast that he do, but it's very popular and he still does a lot of touring. And, and he actually gets, he actually, people actually, promoters actually book him for a lot of shows. Who is these people? Are you one of these people? I'm not one of those people. Oh, okay. But he does get, but a lot of promoters do book him for shows. But the thing wow. is, though, even with like Monique, though, like, like you haven't done anything since it's been a good five, six years. Like, Monique has not done any mainstream media since she's been making all these comments about these people. And at some point, I'm like, D.L. Hughley, it's you. So, me personally, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a black woman, my preference is Monique as a comedian. Mm -hmm. I've seen D.L. Hughley live. I've seen him in roles, like in movies and shows. And I I mean, he's just kind of just like there. Like, I don't feel like he stands out enough for me to care about going to see him as a headliner. He's come here quite a few times for yeah. whatever reason, but okay. I mean, it, Earthquake keeps coming back here for whatever reason. So, I mean, honestly, I I, I feel what she's saying. Like I, like I said, I don't know who is still going to want to see him as a headliner. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe it's a certain age group, like some people who like who want to relive the kings of comedy uh, type thing. Like, oh yeah, D.L. Hughley. Like, because when I think when you think about the kings of comedy, besides him, I mean, you know, so, Harvey ain't gonna do no more stand up. I, I prefer Steve Harvey over him. I mean, I mean, yeah, that that is true. I mean, I mean that is true. And I think the decision to make him a headliner was just basically based on popularity now. Like, maybe he's just more popular than her now compared to back then. I don't know. Like I said, with all the backlash she been getting, like the whole battle she had with Netflix, then she had to battle with Oprah, then she had to battle with Tyler Perry, then she had to battle with uh, Lee Daniels. It's like, okay, now you, you're all the high, all the people, like, like Monique, you you one of those people where you want to play, you want to be in black films, you want to be black empowerment films, you want to be in, you know do after, do black films, but all the people who has the money and the resources to do the black films don't want to work with you because they all said you're difficult to work with. And then so, you went to Netflix, and then once the Netflix is not ran by a bunch of black people, and, and then even they said that you are difficult to work with. So that's what if all these people are saying you're difficult to work with, then it's you. Okay, so that's a different thing. I don't feel like I feel like based on what her comment and her content in her shows, I feel like she's better than him. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as how she is behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I've never seen that side of her. You know, mm-hmm. I just recently these last few years when she said she felt like she was being snuffed out. Kind of saw her on a complaining thing, and I mean, she stuck to it. You know, she stuck yeah. to it. You know, um, I don't know if she feel like she made her point, but I, I don't know if a lot of when she was talking about she's being snuffed out. Like, I don't know if it was like over 
I think with Tyler Perry, she was saying it was like overpay or something like that, or something she was saying. And it, it was like, like once again, like I get it, Tyler Perry and Oprah has money, but she has to realize that, you know, sometimes these movies, they don't want to invest you know, a hundred to two hundred million dollars into a certain film, knowing damn well they're not to give you their money back. Like Monique, I don't think why I don't know why she thinks that she would get 20, 20, 25, 30, 40 million dollars for playing in a Tyler Perry movie. Like you Loretta Devine or or like you Cicely Tyson or one of those kind of people. Like you don't you're not on that legendary status to earn that kind of money. So to to want to ask for that kind of money, I don't know if she asked for that kind of money, but to try to if 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 it was about money, you talking about well, why can I get twenty for twenty million dollars for this movie? That's why you're not legendary enough. To me, you will never be on the level of some of those people he has, some high, some really star people that he had in his movies. She will never be on the level when it comes to that. Like you haven't, she hasn't even had enough movie roles or even TV shows to be considered. Worth paying that much money for? You know, I agree. Like Loretta Devine and been like in movies forever. Like I'm pretty sure he didn't give Bow Wow no twenty million dollars to pay Byron. Like I know damn well Bow Wow didn't get no twenty million dollars. So for you to come at these people yeah. and ask for these for these this money like you're an A list celebrity when you're not, you're not even to me. Monique is not even a B list celebrity to me. To be honest. You just uh, a celebrity amongst the black community, like outside the black community. To them people, you're you're not worth it. And I hate to say it, and not all. Hey, Stanley, how you doing? I'm not saying that about like all actresses to be just to be mean about it, but it's 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 to be honest. Like you're not on a Will Smith level. You're not on a um, Denzel Washington level. You're not on that level to be earning that kind of money that she probably was asking for. So Will Smith is corny. I feel like that's one of the main reasons why he made it as far as he did. Mm-hmm. Denzel, he just cold at acting. Like he can play so many different types of roles. He's been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you, Jamie. What'd she say? Oh, uh, she said if it was the other way around, and Dio would have been out there talking about we still be having this same discussion, and I, I agree. But at the same time, I don't. Oh, I'm oh. sorry to hear that, Sally. Oh. Um. At the same time, I just, I just don't see like I don't see like I don't think D.L. Hughley is out here like like when he was in Soul Plane. You think he asked for twenty million dollars to do that little ass role? Like Monique, he, you had a small. He was role in Soul Plane. Yeah, he was the he was in the 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 bathroom attendant. And like Monique, you played uh, the uh, security, the person checking security at the people going through security. Like when I think about role, like Monique's movie roles, like you had, I don't, I can't. Only movie that I can think of is Precious. Like other than that, you're not really known for nothing else except to the black community for the Parkers. Like you had the movie Big Girls, but other than that, like Monique, you haven't earned whatever it is that you think you have earned. You haven't earned it. Well, maybe she just know what her potential is. Maybe she hasn't been given the opportunity she think, and that's maybe that's why she's complaining. Maybe she hasn't been given the opportunity to show what she's capable of as far as acting roles. I feel like she did pretty good 
playing that serious role. I was kind of shocked. And playing who? What, Precious? Oh, yeah. I like, yeah, I'm not saying that she's a bad actress or can act. Um, it's just that, like I said, you need to work your way up to that thing, up to those type of roles. And like for some of those people who who had a hard time getting those roles, but they had money, you know, you know what they did. They invested their own money into getting the roles that they wanted. They invested their own money into getting the movies or TV shows to showcase their talent and say, hey, I can do this, this, and that, and I want to put forth my own money to do it. There are actresses on the female side that has done it. Like I say, like like acting in like look at Holly Berry and which the movie roles that she started when she played, she was in a movie with uh, with a crackhead. Like she's come a long way. Like I'm pretty sure that wasn't overnight for her. Like Holly Berry worked hard to get where she's at. There are a lot of other like Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, like somebody went to went to Queen Latifah and said, Hey, Queen Latifah, I would give you twenty million dollars to be in this movie. I'd be like, yeah, okay, it's Queen Latifah. She has proven herself. She has multiple hit movies. Like, to me, Monique, you only have one hit movie under your belt. And that's Precious. That's it. Like, you don't have the, the, the numbers to back up what you're asking for. Whether it's male, whether it's male, male or female, to to that's like you think like like when they hire Brad Pitt or like Denzel Washington for a movie, and they say, "Oh, well, we're gonna give you fifty million dollars for this role." They have the box numbers to back it up. They have they they can go like the movie studio can look at it like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know Denzel Washington, his last movie had a profit of a hundred million dollars." You know, we spent $200 making this movie and then all together, the movie made $300 million. Like, like a lot of people don't realize, like, when a movie is being made, the actors and actresses get paid up front. So anything that, that someone else can negotiate what they get off of ticket sales, a little bit off the ticket sales, and that's it. Anything after that movie comes out and the movie, when the movie starts making, that's only, that's what the studio gets back. Like, so that's why it's such a gamble to make movies because it's not guaranteed that they invested $200 million into a movie that they're going to get their $200 million back plus some. So why do you think she would go on a rant in front of that many people after what has happened in her career if she did not sign a contract that says she was supposed to be the headliner? I mean, I don't because know. it's really easy for somebody to pull out a contract like DL Hughley did. I mean, yeah, true. It's like, but that might have been a contract that he was presented with as the headliner. Maybe they, or say, maybe the promoters lied to her and said, "Hey, here's the contract, the headline." Then when she got there, like, no, you're not headlining. Like he said, he was mad, right? That he wasn't gonna do it. No, he wasn't mad at all. He, no, he he said he was brought. He said he was presented with the opportunity to work with her, and he said he turned down past opportunities just because on a reputation that he had. So he was like, "Okay, well, I give it a chance and do it." And he said, "I agreed to do this show with her being on the show, and then this is basically what happened." I had. He said he personally had no problem with her. It was her who had all the issues. Like I said, you can't get mad at him. Like he pulled, he gave the part contract that he that was proposed, to, that was given to him. He pulled out. Hey, this is what presented to me. I had he has no control over what a promoter said or what a promoter presented to you. All I know is what a promoter presented to me. 
So you're really taking it out on the wrong person. In my personal opinion, she should be going after the promoter and not taking it out on him. Yeah, I mean, it should. Yep. I mean, it's the promoters. That's their position. They're like supposed to, when people sign into it, they say, hey, we're going to listen, we're going to get this gig together and we want all these people to do, you know, we're going to do a comedy show and we want, we're, we're, we're looking to get, you know, we're getting people to get, now we don't have a list of who's going to be there. We're, you know, inviting you to, you know, perform on stage. Mm-hmm. So that's their responsibility, hands down. And that is their responsibility. If they can't, you know, if they can't line stuff up or if say, example, like say, um, which probably is a little far-fetched, we'll just say Will Smith is going to do a comedy tour. Which is pretty far fetched, okay? Well, we'll 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 just kind of sidetrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is to say Will Smith and maybe like Kevin Hart and maybe like The Rock and a bunch of people. So see, there's a whole group of group of guys, right? Okay, so they signed this group of like five guys, right? Okay, they all sign into it, do it, yeah, whatever else. But then all of a sudden, say they're like, hey, we need a woman, and they just randomly pick somebody, you know, whatever, you know, just pick somebody, you know. So you can't like. If you want the headline, you want the woman to be the headliner, like the main, like, you know, like the main show, mm-hmm. then make sure you tell them that ahead of time before they sign on to say, hey, we're going to do this tour throughout the U.S. or we're going to do, um, I mean, yeah, you know, the all whatever. You know, but that's yeah, what But then on top of that, though, it falls on her team, though, because her team should have made sure that she was headlining. It, it was so important for her to headline. The show it falls on her team. It's her team responsibility. Her team failed on this such situation. Her team, when that contract was presented, or when a line, or I'm pretty sure, be sure before the show started, they put out the list of how the show was supposed to go. Because as you saw in the picture right there, let me see if I can bring it in the picture right here. It's a whole um, a, a, like a timeline of how the show was supposed to go and how it broke down. Mm-hmm. So this is how they they presented this right here. So I'm pretty sure that she saw this. So if you were so upset about this whole the whole show thing, then you should have went to them and be like, hey, hold on, wait, this not how this is supposed to be. And then your team should have, you know, double checked this. I agree, but who's to say she didn't? I mean, yeah, your team. So like, is this the show? So so. Is this the same show or no? This is that's something different she was on. No, so the video you showed us. Yeah, that's from that. That was the show lineup for that night. What I just showed. So she got on this show that she thought she was supposed to be headlining. That mm-hmm. DL Hughley was supposed to be headlining and bash him. Is she bashed DL Hughley? Yes. So maybe she found out at the end, right? Maybe that's when she found out. You know. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe she was like, well, I got to finish the show. And she went out there and that's what she did. I don't know. I mean, I probably wouldn't have handled it. I probably wouldn't have went out there and did that like that, you know? That's something that should have been done behind closed doors. I agree. And, and if anything, you could have just like, okay, well, I'm afraid file a lawsuit and left like that. Like, you wouldn't have to call him, say that he on the down low and he out here twerking mm-hmm. it for dudes and stuff like that. Oh, that was so unnecessary what she did. <laughs> Like, come on now. It was funny, but still, it was so unnecessary. Mm. So, 
Um, moving along, I got two more things. I didn't know what's as far as the show already. Um, Milwaukee Pride Fest is this weekend coming up. All right, the second, the third, and the fourth. Okay. I'm thinking about attending on Saturday, but to be honest, y'all, Pride Fest is not worth $25 to me. I get it. It's on the Summerfest grounds or whatever. Y'all got to pay these performers and stuff to come here and sing and do whatever y'all going to have to do. But I'm sorry, Pride Fest to me, the Milwaukee Pride is pretty boring to me in my personal opinion. I just go to see whatever celebrity they got performing. I mostly leave. And I'll probably see the wait for the fireworks. But other than that, like I don't have no I like I don't get no excitement out of it. I don't see I don't I don't get nothing out of it. Except want to go see somebody I want to go see performing that's it. And I don't think it's worth twenty five dollars. I didn't know it cost that much now. Yeah, wow. last time I went it was eighteen dollars. Now it's twenty five dollars. Hmm. Oof. So if if I decide to go, um, I am able to live stream from my phone, so I might live stream some of the Pride Fest uh, stuff that's going on down there. Anybody, um, any any people in particular that are coming? So they're supposed to be doing some type of Lady Gaga tribute. So I will, I like since I like Gaga, I will want to see that. And then they got the one lady she sings, um, "It's raining, man." Yeah. So she's gonna be there. And somebody else go. I don't really know the other people. The other people like they're not really. I guess they're famous with the newer generation. I guess, and then they got okay. somebody for like the older generation, but they don't have anybody for the in between this generation. To me. Gotcha. What kind so of like, food do you have down there? I just went for food. Um, I don't think they have any specialty foods. It's just like whatever shops they have open at the moment. It's mostly like you walk around and buy. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of boring. It's like it's like Juneteenth celebration with more money. Juneteenth have food. I know, but that's and stuff to buy. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. It's a Juneteenth celebration, but with more money, which means they, they got, you know. But anyway, it just it's just on a bigger ground. You can have buy like they have like vendors there. You can buy like necklace, sunglasses, pirates, uh uh they got the free testing for like STDs and all that kind of stuff. And then they just got the the stage where a bunch of drag queens dance, dance very badly. On the stage right there, um, and offbeat because I just I get so sick of the drag queens. Like, I don't understand why people get so excited for a windmill and a kick. Like, that's not real choreography. I've seen like it's this one drag queen named Lady Gagita with all yeah. the padding and stuff that she has on, she can do every Lady Gaga dance routine down to the T while performing. And to see some of the, and this is like, like the, to me, the overseas drag queens do it way better than the American drag queens. So the American drag queens just want to do like ballroom scene. Like, I'm going to do the windmill and I'm going to do the splits and a high kick and people cheer and clap for that. But the people out there doing real choreography and working real hard on these performances don't get any respect for it. What was the name of the one queen that um just won the RuPaul? I talk about the one from here, Jada. Uh, yeah, do she, does she perform here? Um, I think she would perform a couple of times at Hamburger Mary's. I think she might did. Mm -hmm. I think she's on the RuPaul's thing in Vegas now, and they're supposed to be doing the tour. Oh, on there now. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That would have been nice. 
to me, like when I do watch like drag videos and stuff, I like to see the overseas stuff. To, to me, they do it way more better and they're way more creative with it. And like I said, like the Lady Gaga one, like she, like it literally, like literally, like if Lady Gaga does a like when she did the Super Bowl halftime show or when she did um, any type of performance that Lady Gaga has did, and she goes back and recreate it. She got the out, even the outfits, the hair, the makeup, everything is done down to the exact T. And you don't see that much creativity in U.S. drag, which is why I appreciate oh, these so much, so much, much better than uh than here. Oh. And uh, like I said, like the ones, who, like the ones who are here and put in like real choreography and do real work and have the background dancers who does this, who's on point with them doing the real choreography, like they don't get recognized for it. And they they it's like it's take they take it as a joke here, and I don't like that. Like I said, all thing they like they they cheer and scream for somebody doing a windmill and a kick and a split, but somebody that's up there doing real choreography, sweating, about to break their neck, don't get no type of nothing. I'm gonna have to check it out. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's Pirate Fest this weekend. You know, June second through fourth. So are they doing the same thing every day? Is it different people every day or the so, same? It, it, they got different people over the course of um, over the course of time. There's one person in particular that I, I wanted I would tell you about, but probably not on here because you know how Milwaukee can be very uh, trashy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but they do got different people over the course of time. Like I think they got like a trans a trans drag show they have the it's all it's like everything basically takes place on the dance pavilion other than that the dance pavilion you walk down to the stage where whoever's famous person gonna be there singing they got that stage and other than that just like a bunch of pop-up shops so that's it nothing really major only thing is like one of the i think when i went a few years ago one of the drag queens like oh y'all got an air conditioning uh dressing room air conditioning dressing room that's about it (laughs) (laughs) compared to other uh cities um, Master daughter Tatiana Miller passed away. He got hinted that it was due to uh mental health uh, illness related. So I thought some prayers are with Master P and his family. And then also, um, hey, man, who Master P daughter uh, Tatiana Miller? She's oh, one of the uh, I think she's the youngest. Okay, uh, Jeff Gladney. I don't know if I pronounced his last name right, but Jeff Gladney of the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. He died recently this past, uh, I believe, over the weekend at the age of 25 in a car accident. Uh, some players are with that family also. And then, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Hot Topics. Okay, so I know we are like a little, okay, a major, a lot behind schedule, but it's Crystal B's turn, and it's time for them top three uh, Facebook news stories. Good evening, everyone. My name is Crystal B. On remote, as always, and this evening, we have our top three headlines tonight, so... The biggest one everyone's always worried about is this inflation, and it's been the highest. Gas is too damn high. Gas is $4.99 a gallon. Something needs to be done about gas being too damn high. People, I saw somebody put $5 worth of gas 
in that gas tank. I'm pretty sure all they can do is drive to the next gas pump as usual. <laughs> gas is too damn high, and we need to do some more rent. Rent is too damn high, too. We need to have rent control. Well, then. So it's at a 40-year high. This inflation is at a 40-year high. We have not seen this in over 40 years. So this We ain't is seen high. this since after the Great Depression of 1932. So, I don't think I think that was more than four years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh. Take take twenty twenty two minus forty, and you'll you'll get your total. You get something there. So President Biden and, and the federal chairman Jerome Powell meet about the inflation and how they're going to fix the problem. They're going to do with some more money. Um, next, we going to see me. They there is possibilities of possible. Stimulus checks, or possibly maybe a little more money on your your checks. Oh, okay, okay. Because hey. Uncle Joe still owed us a, a back pay for a hazard pay for working during Corona that I still ain't got yet that he promised. So I'm still working. I was still in on that damn back pay for a coronavirus. So they're working on a um, from 20 to March 2021, there's a $1.9 trillion COVID fund relief package, which originally Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Trump was trying to originally pass, but never could get it through at all. So we really don't call him former. We just call him Mr. Trump. So um, yeah. he, is, he was impeached twice. <laughs> Mr. <Ooh>. Trump. <laughs> so um, on, on some good notes... On some really good notes, the uh, a lot of airports now are going to start modeling towards the price of of these little care these little like people have their little like stands, kind of like street food and street pricing. Oh, vendors! So, so street vendors. Okay, thank you. Um, and so they're going to start doing street pricing. So now instead of the cost of being at an airport and spending almost ten dollars for that mocha latte from Starbucks. Something from one of the other restaurants. Hey, hey little buddy. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> so they're actually going to work on actually dropping them inside an airport, going to make them more competitive. Which I think to me, good idea at the inflation price, everything else, because I, too they're, damn high. Okay, they're starting to see. Every time I hear inflation, I just think about gas prices. Man, I paid four seventy nine a gallon yesterday. Yeah, it's a false down together. So, it's all the way out here. Oh. A number three story this evening is people don't want to go back to work that are actually working remotely. They do not want to go back to work full time. I don't think it's a pain in the ass to go to work, getting up at five o'clock in the morning, dealing. Dealing with uh, management who are um, unappreciative for the work that you put in and dealing with uh, rude nurses and doctors and because they feel like, oh, we're above you. You know, I'm just saying, not all nurses and doctors, not all nurses. I don't know. Sorry, wait a minute now. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so people are having to decide with, you can stay working remotely, but you will get a pay freeze for the rest of 2022 and we'll decide if you get a pay raise for the next year. Why would they do that? Because in, I don't know. Okay, so this is my brain speaking here. <laughs> I feel like that brings down the overhead if you don't have to 
rent out a building and pay utilities and X, Y, and Z and this, that, and the other. Some companies who uh, told their staff to do remote working have downgraded to smaller buildings to cut costs. So, so I don't. So I don't understand. Like, why would you? Like, I don't know. Like, if it's been working, let them people stay at home and continue to work from home. Um, from season four, I did do a little, a little bit of a story on this too. And okay. from from then till now, um, coming back from season four till till now at season six, I will tell you that. There's actually been at least in in the world now, just not America, but in the world, there's been at least 25 companies as of today that have sold their buildings, their property, right? And they're making people work remotely permanently because the cost and and like you were saying, the cost, the fees. I mean, even if people let's let's just take it. A lot of these companies are they rent they space out? Yeah. I, I mean, look, look, let's just say you let's say you live in Chicago again. That's that's a, a you know just south of us, within a, within a distance. You know, to me, you have to transport yourself, and then you got to get on a you know some kind of transit system. If it's a train, if it's a bus, whatever it is, so you're paying for that, or you got to pay for a parking, you know, a parking fee to mm-hmm. park in a parking ramp or something like that, and then you might have to walk another maybe two or three miles just to get where you need to go. So you could eliminate a lot of expenses for one, for that for that employee for one. And two, if you actually covered their expenses at home by say paying 50% of their utilities and paying for their, you know. They, they it, better just pay for Wi-Fi and be done with it. I, I, I feel like working from <laughs> home is gonna make people I feel like it's gonna call like I agree to some to a certain extent. I feel like it should be like half and half. Like you just spend some time during the week at the office and some time at home. To me, I just feel like working from home, we're gonna see a lot of increase in health problems like obesity and all this other kind of stuff with this whole working from home thing. Cause to be honest, if I ain't get up and go to work all or go to work and I stay here sat at home and work all day. I will be a brick house inside of a warehouse, inside of Kmart, inside of Walmart, instead of JC Penney's, inside of Amazon warehouse, all in one stop if I work from home. In my I, personal opinion. And and that's true because I will say that like I see that from doing the position that I do where they actually had people work from home and they actually could just eat a bag of chips. Like they could put their chips right in the, right on their desk. Yeah, I'm like, they could uh, eat. you can't be overweight and still work at certain places. I just feel like, I just feel like for me personally, me going to work allows me to get daily exercise. I just like going outside. So I, I'm i never going to be the type. If I ever did do remote work, it'd be like a part-time job. It wouldn't be my full-time. It'd just be like some as-needed work somewhere. Right. You know, uh, but no, I've never. The job I got now, I'm so used to standing on my feet all day. Like I actually have a desk. I don't know what to do with myself, so I got a standing desk so I can pull it up and stand up. I mean, that's that's the way a lot of companies are going that way, where you can stand up or sit down. To me, mm-hmm. that's just the way to go. But yeah. it's true. If you put on, depending on how many steps you put on per day, 
I mean, working in the medical field, working in the um, some industry, you know, certain industries that you're on your feet all day long. I mean, to me, you are getting your exercise, you're getting your steps in and you're getting your exercise. So when other people sit on a desk all day long, and actually, and actually, I was watching a video. I was watching a YouTube video recently, and and there was an older gentleman that actually was a doc, he's a doctor. Okay, this guy's on TikTok for I don't know, remember his name specifically. And he said, if you're at a desk job, if you can't stand up or get one of those upright desks to stand up for a few hours at a time, you need to quit. You need to leave because you got to stay active. That body can't just be sitting mm-hmm. all day long. It can't. It's just not going to work. No. I'll be a brick, brick house about a warehouse. I cracked 21,000 steps today. So, yay me. Wow. <laughs> Which is, according to Sam, yeah. 10 miles I walked today. How many miles is it? 10 miles. Oh, wow. I mean, we could oh, have... yeah. I remember being there doing them, <laughs> doing them type of steps. Safety. All right, I guess that was Crystal B. Top three Facebook stories. All right, so we got two stories before we head off for the night. So the first one is the 18-year-old in Florida was arrested after officials said that he posted a photo of himself with an air with an airsoft gun with the caption asking Siri for direction to the nearest school. And a young man name is Corey Anderson. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, people just don't learn their lessons, do they? They do not. Yeah, I don't. See, I, I, I feel like um, these mass shootings, as far as schools, has gotten so. I don't know why this is popular. This shouldn't be a, a popular thing. I, I just don't get it. What is up with the whole I'm gonna go shoot up the school thing? Like I just really don't understand like what is going through people's heads. Like, oh, I'm gonna go shoot up the like to me, okay, if you get bullied in school, I get it, you go to the teacher, nothing happens, and it keeps going on and on and on. I get it, it happens. Nobody should get bullied, but I feel like school is just is just is school is very tough. No matter what, well, probably not for life. I'll say around fourth or fifth grade is when school starts to get really tough on kids with trying to be popular and all these other kind of things. So it can be tough. And But to me, the lessons, the things that you go through in high school shape who you are as an adult. And to some people, it makes them tougher. It makes them stronger. It makes them want to prove people wrong. And I feel like that's just life and to just to say oh I'm going to get angry and go shoot up the school because you know oh I tricked the family people laughed at me it's not a reason to go shoot up the school I, I mean and, to- and then now it's getting to the point now where it's like these kids don't even have a reason like I don't like the one that happened in Texas I don't even think that boy attended that school he just decided to wake up and go to a, a school and start shooting like I, I don't get it Mental health awareness. Yeah, that's it. Mental health. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, like uh, uh, Maya, like I said, there was some person that messaged her and there was threatening her, you know, just with, you know, with that, that this person said specifically that, you know, she hopes that, you know, her kid's school is next. I'm like, Mm-mm, not today. And this person here, this person I'm talking about again, we won't get the details, but this person lives on the other side of the country. Okay. And was in the Navy. 
a military personnel. That is crazy. So, oh, so absolutely. I, I mean, I understand that going through boot camp, it does mentally and physically beat the bejeebers out of you. But hands down is you just don't wake up and threaten people on online. You can't do that no more. It's just right. not. I mean, you, I, anytime, anytime you can enroll into an organization that okays you to kill other people and get paid for it. Yeah. There's a lot right there. Some right. A lot of backgrounds need to be done on that too before they let some people, you know. It's it's sad. It's and then I uh, yeah, something so like I said, we need to do they, they need to do something like this. They still like I think they're supposed to be holding like a special session a session to debate like gun laws and gun control and stuff like that. Like this shouldn't be something that should be debated still. It should be a plan of action put in place already by now. Mm-hmm. Like you, got, it's been plenty enough incidents where a plan should have been in place to prevent things like this from happening, to prevent people like that to get guns in their hands. So, like now, I agree. Now they should raise the age to be able to buy guns now, and then on top of that, they're like, "Oh, well, you can go at eighteen, you can go off and go off into the military and fight for your country, but you can't buy a gun or buy cigarettes or whatever." I'm like. Hey, I don't know what to tell you, because there's too many idiots out here who are not going to the military and who are getting a hold of these guns and are doing stupid stuff at the I, age of eighteen, and and because they can legally go buy weapons. The the thing is, they don't they you know and like like my kid okay some so my kid I have one son, this twenty or twenty years old, and he knows that like he's been out to with his grandpa was in the military out to a gun range okay. And knows what the difference is between a video game and the real thing. Like, you know, and my, my dad showed him specifics. What it, what this oh. mentally, physically can do to you if you actually go and do something. Like if you were to say go and steal someone's, you know, equipment and go do this, you know. So he, I mean, to me, it's, you know, you have to really meant, you know, to me. And, you know, these, and These kids know right from wrong. It's just the point that they just don't care and just out here reckless and just going to go do it. That's true, but look at what the military does. And, you know, Anthony, both of my parents served in the military. My father served in the Vietnam War and Agent Orange killed him. And I always wanted to be a military nurse and him and I would argue about that because he didn't want me to become so desensitized to stuff like that. You know, we talk about how can somebody go shoot up a school when that's what the military does in other countries. Sure. You know, sure. they're not supposed to, you know, women and children are supposed to be off limits, but, you know, a bullet don't have a name and when you spraying in one specific area or you bombing in one specific area, you know, you're going to always have those casualties. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know. So, but when you get people that can do that just without some type of subconscious, that's the type of people they be looking for to join the military. Unfortunately. So, you know, these people do exist. Um, I think you got to be 18 to what, purchase a hunting rifle. Um, if you want to get a handgun, I believe you have to be 21. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still young, you know. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember if Wisconsin requires, still requires you to go through some type of training course. I feel like they should. They, some type they, of, uh, they do? They do. Okay. Um, 
Okay. I think to get the permit, it's the only time you got to go through some type of training. But so far as like, like you could go buy a gun, and like I said, you can you don't, if you ain't got the what's the concealing carry permit that be having now. I think it's what we got here. So yep. okay, yeah. So you got to go through training to get that. But if you just go into a store to buy a gun, you don't need. They don't give you any kind of training. You just here go take you. They take your money. And here you go. Well, I mean, there, there is a um, grace. There is a grace period. There actually is. A, they actually have to do like federal. Yeah, that's what, that's, what, that's what they do. Like the background check and stuff like that. Oh, so but so like, they hand you the weapon. But, like, like, but like, as far as like training, like oh, this is how you properly shoot the gun, and this is how you do this and that. Like they don't do that unless no. that customer asks to be properly shown how to do them things. And then no, they just give us your money, and then here you go. There, there are states, there are states um, like the central kind of belt line of the U.S. and parts of the South actually do. Before you decide you're going to purchase a weapon, they actually put you through like a class. You got to take the class to understand what that weapon's going to do. You know, I mean, in Canada, someone just said, "No, I haven't really got an exact answer," but they said they're actually going to ban handguns in Canada. So as soon as I get the details on coming up in a few days, I will get the details and I will tell you that because. That's possibly where one country just had to say they're done. And speaking you know? of idiots, sometimes it don't necessarily need to be, to be a gun. Because in Chicago, a 27-year-old Joseph Bordia, I don't know if I pronounced the last name right, is charged with arson and attempted murder after... Wait, I forgot. No, I still use paper, y'all. After he allegedly doused, uh, doused uh, a 75-year-old Joseph Formulas. I don't know where they get these last name from. He doused them in um, basically uh, liquid while he was sleeping, set them on fire. He's coming like a flammable liquid. Yep, they, he doused them in uh, some type of flammable liquid and set them on fire. He was 75 years old and not expected to survive his injuries. So, like I said, it don't necessarily have to be guns these days. Absolutely not. Oh no, no! I mean, they they could they could they could put that stuff around your house and start a fire. You wouldn't sometimes wouldn't even know. You know, just. Or you know, kind of you know, really people. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's all it takes. You know, I mean, yeah. people, people could throw a rock at you and kill you. It is true. I mean, that's sad. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are over our time. Uh, Want to thank everybody who has watched this. Um, please make sure it help us out a lot if you share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Facebook and Twitter. Or not Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. Make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and our Facebook channel so that way you will get that notification every time we go live. And if sometimes sometime you don't have time to watch the audio, I mean the video version, no. you can always watch the audio version which is available, available on major streaming services such as uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts. We are now available on Samsung Podcasts now. So make sure you guys check that out. Tune in to um, and tune in. You know, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell tell us how you how you like this podcast. And if you have an app, an iPhone, please give us that five star rating on Apple Podcast. Because somebody was being a butthole and gave us a a, a certain rating that dropped our five star now to a four point eight or a four point seven mm-hmm. rating now. So anyway, uh, final thoughts. Who wants to kick off final thoughts? Okay, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Um, so I believe that, you know, we really need to start looking at people's situations, mental health. We need to start doing checks on people. I think to me, you know, in my thoughts, 
I think maybe 25 might be a good idea to probably, you know, for weapons. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to really make sure these kids understand the differences. And if they think a video game, even, even, if, even if it's some, any kind of video game, it's going to involve violence. Maybe that's a, you know, good thing, you know, that we really need to look at. But the thing is, you can't, you can't really blame video games because when, when it comes to video games, it, 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 it falls on the parents because a lot of these video games that involve shooting and killing is rated mature, which is 17 and older. So you have to be 17 or older to buy those video games. So okay. if you're 14, 15, is your 14, 13, 14, 15 year olds playing those games? It's the parents' fault. The parents exposed them to it. So that's the thing. There's the catch. The, the kids say, Mom or Dad, I want that for Christmas or, or their birthday. Or, hey, so-and-so, hey, hey, Mom, hey, Zach's, my buddy Zach's got, he's got this, you know, new Call of Duty game, and I want to, I want to get, you know. And some parents don't even think to research it out. They just money and, you know, they'll tell them that, sure, go order online under my account. And then that's the thing. They go to Amazon under their mom's account or parent's account. And- mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. So- Tina, your final thoughts? <laughs> Wait, the facial expression. So, <laughs> man, you can not, stop trying to ask me to condense my thoughts into a few minutes. You know I can't do that. So, as far as I hope Monique and DL Hughley hash that out. Okay, I, I, I do hope that happens. Um, gun safety, um, I absolutely, absolutely feel like it should be mandatory that you pass some type of course. Um, I, um, (laughs) what, what, what? I don't, I don't know. When, when I, um, did my carry and concealer it was only required for me to do a four hour class. Okay. And it was, and, and I didn't learn how to shoot a gun. It was just. What the what are the laws? They just taught me the laws. Um, so I feel like I know in some states they do require you hands-on training in some states. So I feel like um it should be more a unified type of training. I don't feel like I should I feel like it should be a federal thing, um, since it is constitutional law, okay, that a person can um own a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want mental health to be less taboo. Um, I want to see more people going into that field. It's mentally draining. You know, it's it's more. Um... I'm sorry. Somebody just walked up on my um <laughs> my porch. Because <laughs> you be shopping. Oh, we okay. Um, there's more demand than supply of, of mental health providers, and it always has been that way. Um, you know, I really don't know how we're going to circumvent that. If it ever will change, I doubt it. Um, I feel like that's a, a very big cause of a lot of things that's going on, you know? Right. Uh, I do feel like it's less taboo now than it was before, um, and I hope it continues to be that way that people can at least go talk to somebody. Everybody don't need medication, you know? Sure. Okay. 
Um, and yeah, I think that's all I got. Yay, Pride Fest. The second, <laughs> third, and fourth. Yay. 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 So, uh, sorry, I was having technical difficulties. Sorry uh, about that. It's all right. So, my final thoughts are uh, for us again, we just need to get these gun laws in place. And I don't know why mother don't turn up the TV and I'm still live. Uh, you're talking too loud. Uh, but we need to get these gun laws in place. Um, what else we need to get in place? We need to get these gun laws in place. Like I said, we need more mental health professionals, and we need we just need to overall figure out how to, a way to curve all this negative violence and everything that's been going on, and um, have more drinks for that moment. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Tori! Yay! Hey. <laughs> Little dude. <laughs> With that being said, before we go, y'all know I got to go through the deals. We got deals. So head over to Habits365.com. Use code Anthony Ford to receive 20% off, 20% off your purchase. And also head over to Bearskin.com. That's Bearskin.com. Use code Anthony P to receive 5% off your purchase. And also head over to RedSports.com and use code Martel1 to receive 5% off your purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been... Same cast, different day podcast, the number one podcast in Wisconsin for Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z's. And we'll see you all on the next episode where we'll be talking about sex. Bye.